They're animany, totally insaney. Here's a show that's namey, a TNWB podcast. That are all the facts. But welcome to another edition of the AT and WB podcast. I am your host, Chris Booker Taylor. And today we're here to talk about all things Warner Brothers, which includes the Looney Tunes, DC Comics, the Harry Potter movies like Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald, also HBO, and all of their franchises. Today we'll be discussing two topics. One, the Hollywood Skyway, and two, DC Comics meets Looney Tunes, a DC Comics Looney Tunes crossover that DC Comics has published. So Warner Brothers wants to build a Skyway to the Hollywood sign. They want to call it simply the Hollywood Skyway. It would take off from a parking structure or a parkade, as you Canadians call it, next to the Warner lot on Forest Lawn Drive. That's for all my L.A. peeps out there. Warner Brothers is said to cover the $100 million construction operation and maintenance cost. The ride would approximately be six minutes and would take you to a welcome center, which will have sections to view the Hollywood sign at, little viewing areas here and there. John Gilbert, who's head of facilities at Warner, is the one proposing the idea. The whole process will have to pass a rigorous exam to see if it can pass wildlife regulations, although Warner is claiming it will have minimal wildlife effect. Now, if you've ever been to the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles, it's in a neighborhood and it's convoluted to get to. I've tried maybe twice to get to it and have totally failed both times. I'm sure if you Google it, you can read a little how-to on how to sneak up there. But that's just the thing. The biggest icon in Hollywood is the Hollywood sign. And, And Los Angeles is making no money from this sign. There is no cool thing that you can spend your money on to see the Hollywood sign. You can go to the Chinese theater and you can look at it but it's super far away you want to actually go there and experience it i remember maybe like five or six or seven years ago the hollywood sign they were going to tear it down because the property had to be sold so a bunch of celebrities bought up the property to save the hollywood sign and during that time there were a couple proposals on how they can change the hollywood sign one proposal was changing each letter the entire Hollywood sign into a hotel, which I actually think would be a really neat idea. But again, it would affect the wildlife up there, so they would have to figure that out. But also then again, I live in LA, and they completely ripped up the swamp area near me and built $2 million condos and the Konami headquarters of America. So what do I know? And Konami used to make really great games, so I don't know, maybe that was a good idea drain the swamp and build a konami drain the swamp build konami drain the swamp build konami anyway let's get back to the hollywood sign this would be perfect for warner brothers as it would also cement their history in hollywood as back in the golden age of cinema warner and mgm were the kings or queens whatever you want to say of hollywood 
they were the two major studios. This is something I'll delve more into on later episodes, but let it be known that in the battle between Warner Brothers and MGM, Warner Brothers not only won, they also bought MGM's biggest film, in my opinion, their biggest film, which is The Wizard of Oz. So let's get a quick brush up on some other news we had last week. We had Comic-Con and Warner Brothers release the trailers for Aquaman, Shazam, and Fantastic Beasts Grindelwald. Both Shazam and Aquaman seem to be firmly planted in the DC Extended Universe of films, as there are newspapers which reference Batman vs. Superman in the Shazam trailer, and an Aquaman obviously has Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman in Justice League. And while some of the Aquaman trailer did look fun, I was getting in some scenes what I like to call CGI overload, which is when there's so much CG happening on the screen, it all just kind of blurs together and doesn't look exciting or interesting to me. I also call this the Michael Bay effect where there's so much CG in action that your eyes glaze over. The Bay Glaze. I really call it the Bay Glaze. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the Aquaman trailer totally gave me the Bay Glaze. Or I was Bay Glazed over by the Aquaman trailer, which is not good. That means there's too much CG on the screen where my brain doesn't care what's happening because it knows it's not real anymore. Now, Shazam, on the other hand, looked like a really cool idea for a movie that needs to happen and it looks like a great fresh idea something that kids can really bite their teeth into now i love harry potter and i can't be more excited for fantastic beasts 2 the crimes of grindelwald i'm not that excited for johnny depp i did as with everyone used to love johnny depp 15 years ago so we'll see here i'm excited to see young dumbledore and I'm excited to just delve back into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. The trailer felt all very exciting, and J.K. Rowling continues to deliver in her wonderful wizarding universe. I think it's also interesting that the film is entitled The Crimes of Grindelwald, while the person playing Grindelwald, Johnny Depp, was in court for crimes. Also this year, and this is the big thing for this episode, Warner Brothers and DC Comics released DC Meets Looney Tunes, where they reimagined some of the Looney Tunes as if they were in the DC Universe, and to a certain degree, vice versa. It collects the single issues of Batman Elmer Fudd's Special One. I'm not going to call them that. I'm not going to call them Special One. I'm just going to call them Batman Meets Elmer Fudd. So Batman Meets Elmer Fudd. Jonah Hex meets Yosemite Sam. Wonder Woman meets Tasmanian Devil, which sounds like it'll be my favorite. Lobo meets Roadrunner. Martian Manhunter meets Marvin the Martian, which I cannot believe has never been done before. This synergy is so brilliant here. You see how Warner Brothers is synergizing and utilizing their DC brand, which is super famous, and their Looney Tunes brand, which used to be famous, and kind of boosting up the Looney Tunes brand with the DC brand. I love it. A couple of years ago, they made a bunch of covers for different DC comics, and they had The Flash running with Speedy Gonzalez and The Roadrunner, and I had to buy that cover because it was amazing. And again, that synergy there for this company. Beautiful. I want to see more of it. So anyway, that was Marvin the Martian meets Martian Manhunter, 
And then finally, the Legion of Superheroes meets Bugs Bunny. I will be dedicating the next couple episodes of this AT and WB podcast to each issue of DC meets Looney Tunes. The first one, which will be posted next week, will be the Legion of Superheroes meets Bugs Bunny. This has been your host, Chris Taylor, on the AT and WB podcast. You can find me at Zeitkreist. And the places you can find at Zeitgeist would be Instagram, Twitter, and even Reddit. But if you find me on Reddit, you're just going to find a bunch of posts that are making love to The Last Jedi and Star Wars in general. Because I love all things Star Wars and Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong. This has been a full dino production. Meow.